0: Good morning everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy author of fantasy romance and romantic fantasy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. I did a little bit less half and half today still works today is Tuesday February 8th 2022. (laughs) Ah. How are you guys? Um, so yeah, I'm uh, I'm uh, clicking along here I I got up to do something I paused because I didn't want to forget to do it. Um, went out for drinks last night with some fun writer people. Uh, Leslie Robin who is in town editor at galaxy's edge. Um, (laughs) it ended up being a funny evening but I'll I'll tell you the ending of the evening I think is funny but uh, she was there and Emily Ma, Emily Ma Tippets, and um, (laughs) and then twig I'm, I'm thinking oh tick delusia. Yeah, uh, twig is the manager at Beasley bookstore and then also uh, Jim Sorensen and Jack who writes is, um J M Barton he he does the podcast I interviewed him on here anyway so it was six of us and we had this great table by the fire at Rio Chama which is one of my favorite bars. And it was a um, terrific conversation, very fun evening. We sat there a long time um, like three hours I think so so that was that was awesome. that was really fun. and so and I gave Leslie a ride because she is blind. She has like 10 15 percent of her sight and cannot drive so and she's staying at George R. R. Martin's house uh, in one of his casitas has kind of like a walled compound deal and so when I picked her up she was waiting at the gate for me. Uh, and had just dis newly discovered freedom because there's a um, you know a lot of times the way that these gates work on these walled places for those of you who do not live in a walled compound. uh there's. Uh, sensor so when you pull up in your car to the sensor it automatically opens the gate but she had discovered that a human being was not big enough to (laughs) trigger this sensor so she was like there has to be a way for a person on foot to do this right and and she's she's funny and and we were just cracking up about it because I was like were you like dancing around in front of the sensor trying to look big like a car and she's like I was (laughs) you laugh but I was so anyway she found out the trick uh, which is surprising and I won't say it on the podcast but uh, so she was like no I'm free I can leave the compound whenever I want to so she you know triggered the gate and opened it and came out so then I dropped her off again at like eight thirty or something and it's cold it's been cold here the last couple of weeks uh, really the coldest we've been all winter and snowy and it's Santa Fe and so we um, were a you know dark compliance dark sky city so you know not many street lights, so it's pretty dark. So I take her to the gate and I said um do you know how to get back in do you have a code and she said no but I'll just text George and and he'll let me in so she texts George and George does not reply because he had some other guests come in and she's like you know he probably has his phone like and it's just sitting off to the side and I said I know I know." so then she tries george's assistant but it's her day off one of george's assistants it's her day off so she's not picking up the phone and so then I call one of our other mutual friends and ask if she knows because I know she's been to george's house a number of times and I said do you know the gate code and she said no <laughs> so I call melinda snodgrass who's like george's best friend and I was like do you know the code and she's like oh are you out with leslie I said yes and I'm trying to take her back but we're trapped outside and and Melinda's like I don't she said every time I've gone there it's been open for me I was like well yeah good for you so finally Leslie gets through to one of George's other assistants who gives her the code uh it it was just funny um quite the quite the shenanigans and then Leslie said um she said well I I could just walk from here and I'm like don't be silly I'll drive you the rest of the way in, which was good idea because it's like you go off around and behind the big house, and then down, and you know, like there's a number of little casitas and stuff. And she's like in the very last one. I was like, okay, yeah, <laughs> definitely dropping you off. So um, it was just an entertaining evening. I may have had a little too much wine, as my mother says, I was overserved, uh, but. Not that much I mean I was I was fine to drive obviously but uh, feeling a little rough this morning but uh, progress on gray magic is going well I've got um, I got through 70 pages yesterday oh I guess I should say I went back to the beginning and and uh, longtime listeners will recognize this pattern in me uh, I mentioned yesterday that I hit about... 87 almost 88,000 words on the book. Well, that's after yesterday. But anyway, I'm at 87 828. Uh, It's probably going to be somewhere around 106 to 109,000 words. So I've still got 20,000 words to go. Um, not that I'm concerned. (laughs) So I decided definitely go back to the beginning yesterday and begin my revising and so and I made it through 70 pages 70 of 322 so and it was pretty solid. Um, you can tell by my speed that that was. Um, yeah, I didn't have to do a lot I ended up adding. Well, let's just see here I added 543 words and deleted 52. <laughs> That's not too bad I don't cut everything I delete but if I cut like if I remember I put it into an outtakes document just so I can kind of keep track of how much I'm deleting. So we'll see I I do feel like I'm getting a better fix on the arc and remembering things so I like have my little notes of things that I have to remember to wind up for the end which was good because I was concerned I was forgetting some things and it's giving me ideas on winding it up. Not that I didn't have plenty but it's always good to kind of know what I'm doing. <laughs> so other things um so I've been reading a lot well I read a lot all the time but I've been reading uh, thorn by Intisar Kanani hope I'm saying your name right and uh, Grace had told me a long time ago to read it and I bought it a long time ago and you know languished on my kindle as books are wont to do and oh my god you guys it's so good. It is just so good. So it's a goose girl retelling and some of you may know that I did a goose girl retelling uh hearts blood and so it's fascinating to me to see the ways that intasar and I both use the same story elements in similar ways only she's like so much cleverer I think she did such a better job (laughs) now I'm like insanely jealous that she did such a better job than I did uh but of course mine's a novella so I'm going to cling to that excuse that she did a full novel and so hers is naturally richer and more complex than I I really love how she solved the problem of and I feel like this is not a spoiler right because it's goose girl fairy tale which has been out for a long time was a, at the workshop on Saturday when I was teaching it I was talking about meeting romance expectations and <laughs> I said um, you know, like for example, Romeo and Juliet is not a romance. It's a tragedy because the lovers die at the end and somebody went spoiler alert. was <laughs> like yeah, you know, that's like what's what's the rule of if it's been out for at least 100 years then you can spoil the ending." so I have to take a moment to be amused by that (laughs) spoiler. So anyway spoiler alert on the goose girl if you are not familiar with the fairy tale it's one of my favorites. So the princess is traveling with a lady in waiting to meet her this prince of a foreign kingdom to whom she is betrothed to go and marry him and along the way the Lady in Waiting forces the princess to trade places with her and masquerades as the princess goes and marries the prince and the real princess is forced to become a goose girl. And it was something that I struggled with. And it's interesting when you do fairy tale retellings. Um and I was touching on this a few weeks ago, talking about the difference between you, know, like when do you do it? you telling? when is it you know to what degree do you cleave to the source material because it can be um well it can be challenging and I I think to the detriment of the story sometimes if you cling too closely to the source material and you can't make it justify itself within the. I'm waving my hands in the air if you are not on video (laughs) this I'm I'm thinking of to me stories are like a globe for some reason I always come back to this idea of a globe it's like this big bubble and it's full of all this stuff and like this shimmering surface I don't know why that's my mental image of a book but it but it is for better or worse know what your process is own it for me that's what it looks like. You know if you have read uh, Nora Roberts born in fire I really I really love born in fire it's one of my favorites of hers. There's a scene where Maggie gets drunk and passes out in the meadow <laughs> as, as an irish artist will do and she's looking up at the moon and then she creates that globe for uh, the guy who is like a Rourke prototype I forget what his name is in the book anyway that's that's the story image for me that that globe that she makes so if you can't so so your story has to have this internal integrity it, it becomes its own thing which is I think partly why I think of it like a bubble because it like you know like you blow it like a soap bubble you you keep breathing air and air into it and it grows bigger and bigger and then eventually it detaches and it goes floating off which is why I talk about like books feel like they take a little piece of me once they detach there's that little bit of essence goes off with it. That's why I think it's exhausting when you finally release a book because like that packet of energy that's inside the globe goes with it anyway (laughs) I'm waxing philosophical today at least it's not self excoriating that's a joke for bonds of magic readers I put in I created a house name yesterday that I tickled me immensely some things I put in just because I think they're funny. You guys will have to see what you think. So um, I keep losing my original thread here so when you're doing a retelling if you are determined to cleave to certain story elements for the sake of cleaving to the source material and it doesn't vibe with the internal integrity of your story then it's a problem. Right? So when I did my goose girl retelling I struggled with justifying how did this lady in waiting overpower the princess and force her to change places. What does she have on her? What did she do to her? And I had it developmental edited at the time and the editor pushed me on it and I I don't I don't think it worked very well I don't like the way that she pushed me on it. Uh I think what intasar did is is superior far superior. Um and I don't know why it didn't occur to me that part of it is magic it's like duh why didn't I think of using magic because I'm not as smart as intasar I don't know. And I haven't ever met her but if she listens to this she'll probably be amused. But she also did. A I thought it was interesting that we did similar things with the character of the princess and why and sort of her arc, what it takes for her to to sort of overcome this problem And, and it's interesting a lot of our beats are the same so but I'm sure that comes from the source material anyway it's a really good book um I'm 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 really interested to see how she ends it I'm excited to read it one thing I did over the weekend because I had finished a book that I was doing a blurb for and so I kind of finished up my reading obligations and so that's why I was kind of going back through my my tbr the the uh, leaning tower of to be read books and trying to decide what was I going to read next and I briefly settled on persuasion by Jane Austen because I had not read persuasion ever and full caveat I have read Emma pride and prejudice sense and sensibility all more than once I have never read I'm looking at my bookshelf now I've never read mansfield park or Northanger abbey though I have copies of them on my shelf and I had not read persuasion and I bought it a while back for kindle I think I don't have a paper copy of persuasion. And I know I watched one of the I don't know how many there are but I had watched one of the um movie versions of it with my friend Margaret and she had said that persuasion was her favorite and I had bought the kindle book some years ago when I was sort of casting about for something to read and I was looking for something of a particular style and a lot of people had said or someone had chimed in I I feel like it was more than one saying oh well if you've never read persuasion you have to. So I started reading it and I was so bored and I wasn't liking it. I mean and I kind of want (laughs) I was almost going to post on social media being like is this just me because then I went and looked up. Um, you know like to see if people said because I know that people feel like Mansfield Park and Northanger Abbey are not her best works but you know persuasion there were sort of waxing and it was like the Jane Austen Society or something so of course they're going to say nice things but they were saying that it was what that it's one of her most popular works which surprised me do we think that's true I mean what would be the empirical evidence for that none but I don't think it's (laughs) and they said oh well and then it's infused with this perspective of a more mature woman because it was her last book and. I mean I I should resonate with that right? Um <laughs> so I got through I I read to like 20 percent of persuasion and I was not having fun I, I for a while I thought well I just need to settle into the pace and the language you know it's different and um 20 <laughs> percent I was like I do not care about this heroine, I don't care about any of these people I'm really tired of reading about the silliness of the discussions around the children and so forth. So I I bailed. So is this just me what am I missing on persuasion. Uh, please let me know or even better. Let me know that's not just me because it's like I I'm so not getting it and I didn't love. The movie either even though my friend was rhapsodizing over it and I was like okay well maybe it's because I haven't read the book you know because I do think especially with books like Jane Austen or um, Henry James some of these books from that era you you get a lot more out of the movie version if you've read the book and you have all of that nuance. But I did um, discover a lovely quote when I was looking up is it just me that I'm not liking persuasion and this was something that her brother had said about her Uh, he had said an invincible distrust of her own judgment induced her to withhold her works from the public till time and many perusals had satisfied her that the charm of recent composition was dissolved and I threw that up on social media Um, but I love that because there's The charm of recent composition, there really is something to that, that like what you've just finished writing, it's hard to see it clearly. And when we talk about like the kill your darlings thing, I think a lot of people don't understand that that's like only after some time and distance when you can step back and see things that you have put in there. Well, like if you make up a house name just to amuse yourself, but that's a tiny thing. I get to keep that because at heart harms nothing. But if your darling is for example cleaving to an element of the source material because you feel like it's important or you should then then that's something to evaluate once the charm of recent composition has dissolved. So that's why it's interesting for me to go back and start revising from the beginning because. it was interesting to read stuff that I started writing like back in November because it's taken me a while to write this book and yeah, there is no charm of recent composition. In fact, there's like sometimes little recognition It's like oh I forgot I put that in there. (laughs) So I thought that was a good insight. So on that note I'm going to get busy uh, get my shit done as as they say. I hope that you all have a wonderful Tuesday. I hope that you are getting your own shit done uh, in a way that is pleasing to you and rewarding and I will talk to you all on Thursday. You all take care bye bye.